Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is a sermon that was delivered by Pastor Gary on February 24th. During this Lenten season, we are offering midweek live streamed services, and Pastor Gary delivered a sermon on February 24th for that midweek uh, Lenten service. I should have shared this all with you last week, but I kind of forgot and got confused and didn't have the audio file in my possession yet, uh, but I wanted to share it with you now. And then additionally, since we're a week behind on these Wednesday Lenten um, uh, sermon audios, I'll post my sermon from last night in a podcast format tomorrow. So you have that to look forward to. Uh, but for now, this is a sermon where Pastor Gary explores the ways that temptation affects our life and how Jesus shows us the way to confront these difficulties. I think it's a pretty practical and a pretty timely sermon, um, something that all of us could uh, use a little more direction on. So again, this is Pastor Gary's sermon from our midweek Lenten service on February 24th. As I mentioned at the welcome, in this time of Lent, we're continuing our theme that will carry us through the year, the voice of God. But now in this Lenten time, we're talking about the voice of God, but listening for that voice in the inner voice, that which speaks to us in ways that are maybe more subtle, but in ways that seem to to capture our spirit all the same. And so when we start out in hearing tonight's reading, we hear that voice of God, and the way Mark writes that gospel reading We're not really sure if Mark intended to hear that voice, that the voice would have been heard by the masses, or was this just Jesus hearing this voice? I mean, Mark records it as being very personal to Jesus. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And so maybe for others around, they heard the voice of God, Maybe they didn't, but maybe for Jesus, this really was just God's voice filling him up, allowing him to know in his own spirit that this voice was for him, to give him the the kind of strength that he might need. Because as Mark tells us, he certainly needs to to know that voice. It's going to have to resonate in in his head, in his soul, and in his spirit for the next 40 days. Because we're told that immediately after he was baptized, Jesus was sent out into the wilderness. And so now there, Jesus is in the wilderness. And what we realize is we're told that Jesus was tempted. Tempted. At the start of Lent, this is what we hear every year, this sense of temptation. Can we just simply say that temptation is a beast? Temptation is a beast upon us and upon our spirits. Even Mark probably knew this when he said that Jesus was out there tempted by Satan and he was with the wild beasts because that's what temptation feels like to us. Because temptation really is an inner 
voice. Even though it'll come to us in all kinds of ways, we know the ways. We, we talk about them all the time, the ways that we are tempted by advertising that keeps pounding us and reminding us that, that we need more, but that's not really quite it. We're not really told that we need more. That might be what the advertising seems to say, but the temptation is to hear it as, I'm not enough until I have that. I'm not enough. Not that I don't have enough, but I'm not enough. That's where temptation gets real. And we know that Jesus must have had some of these temptations going. Mark doesn't go into the detail about Jesus' temptations. And I like to think as people were reading this, they would feel that Jesus was facing the kind of temptations to, to try to figure out, did God mean it? Did God mean, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased? Because out in the wilderness, that's where the voice of temptation gets really strong. And so we might hear in that passage that Jesus heard that he was loved, and not just loved, he was the beloved one. And now he's in the wilderness, and the voice of temptation is whispering to him, oh, God said you were loved? Look around. You're actually abandoned. God has abandoned you. And that voice of temptation for Jesus to want to do something about that. And so the temptation would continue to come. God said that God's pleased with you? Doesn't sound like it. It sounds like God says, I'm still trying to figure you out, so I need to test you a little bit. I'm not so pleased with you. In fact, I'm not quite sure of you at all until you're able to pass the test of temptation. And that would go on, and, and Jesus would hear another. God says with you, you may not really be enough. You might not be enough. In fact, really up to this point, you're pretty unproven. And I would be willing to turn the kingdom over to an unproven entity? And the voice of temptation continues to roll through Jesus' thoughts until maybe he gets to the point where he realizes, I've got to make a decision here. I've got to decide because, let's face it, I have the power to do things my way. And so the voice, of, the voice of God is saying, I'm calling you into obedience. I want you to know that's the right path for you. And Jesus hears the voice of temptation saying, but you have independence. You're strong enough on your own. You don't need the Father to do all of this for you. 
You have the power within yourself. And so the voice of temptation tries to overpower the call to obedience. Then it's the voice that would say, you don't really need to sacrifice. You don't certainly need to be the sacrifice. And you don't even need to sacrifice your comfort right now here in the wilderness. You have the power to create your own comfort. Why would you be in agony when you have the power to take care of yourself right now? And that inner voice of God and the inner voice of temptation continue to roll over him. And that at a certain point, it gets really real for him. The voice of temptation says, you know what you're called to be, don't you? You know that you're called to be a king. And God says, I need a new kind of king. You know the kind of king I need you to be, Jesus. You know the kind of king that the world needs you to be. But the voice of temptation says, you could be the king of glory. Every Sunday could be Palm Sunday for you, but you would never actually need the passion story to follow it. Every time you come into a town, people could herald you for what you should be. And Jesus has to listen. He listens to the voice trying to tell him, trying to tell him what God's path for him is. But it's so tempting to take a path of ease, of glory. Because the other path? The other path will take him here. And there would be a lot of temptation to walk away from this. And maybe for Jesus, the temptation isn't just to, to walk a different path. The temptation is to be able to see himself the way he might rather be seen as the glorified one, the one that can do anything, the one whose power is unmatched. It's not unlike temptations that I have. It's not unlike temptations that I would want to be, because every once in a while it feels like God's call in my life is leading me here. But there's always another voice trying to be so strong to take me somewhere else. And I'm tempted sometimes to even look at, look at other people differently because of that voice. I'm tempted to want to see the world through my eyes 
that is my eyes that tell me I'm worth more and I deserve more. And when that voice starts to come into my head, I realize that I'm looking at myself through my own eyes of of greed, of self-grandeur even. And I need to see myself through, well, not through other people's eyes. And sometimes I shouldn't even see people through my eyes because too often what I see, I, I see imperfection in others because that's what I see in myself at times. I mean, actually, you know what? That's why I really hate Zoom meetings almost more than anything else. I used to be able to walk into a meeting and not see myself. Now when I'm on a meeting, I always know what I look like. I always know that my my hair might be a little out of place. A, A collar might be flipped up in a way that I never intended it to be. And I see imperfection everywhere. And it's a voice in my head saying, you're really not enough after all, are you? It's not until I see myself the way God sees me, the way God says, you are my beloved, that I can look at others and see them the way God sees them. You are God's beloved. And you are enough. God declares it over and over again. And sometimes, God declaring you to be enough means you'll say, okay, God, I'll do it your way. I'll follow your path. And although it doesn't lead to to crucifixion, it certainly can lead to sacrifice. It can lead to setting my needs aside for the sake of somebody else. And when that happens, it feels as if God has said, yes, right there. When you set yourself aside, when you let somebody else's needs be more important than your needs, right then, the kingdom of God has come near. When I see myself through the eyes of God and it allows me to see somebody else through the eyes of God, That is good news. Because in that moment, the kingdom of God has come near. Let that voice dominate any other temptation for your life. Amen.